Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Money Talk. This is Greg Somerville from Somerville Investments. Uh, if you'd like to reach me, go to uh, SomervilleInvestments.com. My number and contact info is there. Uh, I haven't done the show since April 19th is when I taped it. I think it was aired April 21st. 2013. So a lot of time has passed. And uh, I figure I'd give a little bit of drop, backdrop as to um, how it came to be that I that I switched companies and was off the radio for a while. Um, so in, uh, in my career, I've worked for, I've been in the business for 30 years. And in the first 28 years, I was a W-2 employee for one of the major brokerage firms. And you've heard of, if not all of them, certainly most of them. And I, I will reel them off. And I always left voluntarily and I always got paid a little bit of money to go across the street. Uh, but I started out at EF Hutton in 1985. And then this my journey took me from EF Hutton to Merrill Lynch to Oppenheimer and Company to Prudential Securities to Alex Brown and Sons to Ferris Baker Watts and then to RBC Wealth Management. Um, all those things had good and bad things about working working for them. Uh, but after 28 years of, of being a W-2 employee, I wanted to, to really have complete freedom and, and complete um, m- master of my own destiny in terms of what type of business I ran, what type of stocks I owned, how I managed money. And I think more and more there's, um, there's a dichotomy, which I think is a false dichotomy that's been created by some of the brokerage firms in our business that I want to discuss. So at any rate, for many different reasons, I wanted to go from being a W-2 employee to, to owning my own business. And I formed a firm and called the firm Somerville Investments. And I uh, went to work in a registered investment advisor who basically, they're the umbrella I work under. They're the people who handle my licensing and, and uh, they get a certain cut of the business the same way that E.F. Hutton and Merrill Lynch and Alex Brown get a certain cut of the business. Uh, and Coastal Advisors uses first clearing to hold the assets. They're the custody of the assets, and and uh, and they're the ones who who's uh, when I sign on every morning, I see the first clearing or the Wells Fargo homepage, and I have access to research through that. Um, the main difference from a business standpoint is that at the firms that I talked about, the full service firms, you there's a, a basically a ninety ten split between the producer and the firm that, that you do business with. Uh, excuse me, there's a 50-50 split between the firm and who you do business with. And when you go as an independent, there's a different split. Some For some people, it's 80-20. For some, it's 90-10. And then you absorb your expenses in that. And for a lot of reasons, I think that, that fees are too high on Wall Street. I think everybody is, many people are not aware of how much they're paying. And, and, uh, and what this enabled me to do, among many other things, including I'm going to talk a little later with Brad Arnold from Limestone Pensions about what I was able to do with my retirement plan, may, may be applicable to some people out there. Um, but for a lot of different reasons, I was able to charge my clients substantially less than I was charging them where I was and provide, in my opinion, better service and, and, and uh, a better overall client experience. 
And, and it brings me to a bigger Wall Street issue, which was really starting to bother me over a long period of time. I think Wall Street has created sort of a false dichotomy of full service versus discount. And in the, in the discount world, there's this world out there where you pay $7 a trade, um, where you buy only no-load funds and you pick them yourself and you do your homework and you go and you look for financial plan software on the Internet and you plug in your numbers and you try to figure out what it means uh, and you listen to Kramer and you, you say, okay, I, I subscribe to Kramer and The Motley Fool and they give me pretty good ideas and I'm going to figure out how to navigate it all by myself and it's going to cost me a couple of hundred dollars for subscriptions and it's going to cost me $7 a trade. Or... I can go to one of the full-service brokerage firms, pick a name. I don't want to pick on anybody in particular. And I'm going to have to pay for a diverse array of products anywhere from from one and a half or one and three quarters percent to four percent or more if I'm in one of these annuities that with all the bells and whistles. And my main thesis when I started to devise my business plan is that there's a lot of space in between that, that – um, $7 a trade, no load, 15 basis point Vanguard approach, and that, you know, one and a half to 4% full service approach. And, and very specifically, I think, you know, there are people out there who own bond funds. And, and bonds right now, the 30 the, the year bond is, is paying something like 2.4%. The 10 year bond is paying something like 1.7%. Yet people are taking a percentage point on bond portfolios as a fee or, or even 50 basis points. I just think it's insane some of the what people are paying right now to have their money managed. And so what, what my new structure has enabled me to do is to charge people. I'm not a discounter. I'm not $7 a trade. I'm not uh, no-load funds. But what I would argue is that there's a ton of room between that zero commission world and the the two percent or more world in the full service and the new my new sort of schedule has enabled me to take advantage of that and, and work with the families who I want to and still be compensated very well for what I do while charging them less on their assets and nobody really cares so much how much they're paying when stocks are going up and everything's honky dory. But when this market turns and people are starting to see that they're going to have to withstand a period of time when maybe you don't have 8 to 12% growth on your assets every year, it's really going to become important uh, to, to keep your fee structures as low as you can. And the fact of the matter is that even when the market's going up, it's important to, to keep an eye on what you're paying. And what I try to do in, in my business, and there's a choice I've made, there, there are Every product in the world is available to me. Everything that was available to full-service firms is available to me. But I really have focused on investments that have these five, five uh, categories of, of, um, of traits. Um, I, I focus on simple investments. If I can't explain an investment in a very simple uh, couple sentences, uh, then I don't know it well enough, and I can't explain it to you to have you understand it. You should understand what you own. And when I see things like indexed annuities and Things that look too good to be true, they generally are too good to be true. So it should be simple. Number two, I think we're giving up liquidity without adequate compensation. Um, I don't invest, I, I'll say I almost never invest in anything that I can't get a bid for the next day. Now, do I own a home? Of course I own a home. Uh, do I own some things that I can't get a bid for the next day? Yes. But if I'm investing for financial needs, whether it's tuition or retirement, I want my investment to be liquid and I need a really good reason to give up that liquidity. 
Number three, I like my investment to be transparent. I want to be able to jump on my computer and look and know exactly what I own at all times. You know, you can go from from hedge funds to Bernie Madoff to, to anything out there. I want to see and know exactly what I own. I don't want it to be a black box investment where I give somebody the money and I trust them to do the right thing and have it spit out something on the other end. Um, I want it to be unbiased. And, and again, not picking on the full service firms. I am just not convinced that the Chinese wall between investment banking, that, that, that people don't have ratings on stocks to, to help them get deals. Maybe they have. Maybe they've solved that whole problem on Wall Street. I'm just not convinced of it. And I would rather look at research from all over the street, which I do, uh, look at some other sources, which I'll talk about in future shows, and make my own decisions regarding that. And my new structure as an independent investment advisor enables me to do all that. And if you look at any statistics on what our business is doing and, and, and what's going on in it, seasoned brokers are going the independent advisor route more and more. And, and, and there's a very good reason for it. And, and, uh, and the resources available are, are tremendous. Uh, the advantages to the, to the advisor and to the client are to me, they've been much, much better. And the only thing that I ask myself every day is why I didn't uh, do it sooner. Now, whether you buy into that or not, I- I'm going to say something that I think applies to everybody out there. Each investor should know exactly what they're paying for and how they're paying for it and come to a judgment as to whether that's a reasonable amount to pay. So if you look at your 401k fund, there's, or, or let's say, let's say you look at an annuity, um, there's insurance charges in the annuity. There's charges for the underlying investments in the annuity, and then there's charges for different riders that you have on the annuity. And when you add those all up, especially if you have uh, some type of a lifetime income guarantee, and I'll get more into why I think sometimes these are good ideas, sometimes they're not such good ideas. But if you add up all those fees, you could be paying as much as 4% for, for management fees on a portfolio where they're telling you have to have some bonds in there. Now, someone's going to have to convince me that when you're paying 4%, you're going to get some kind of a good after-fee return uh, on that. But the point is, know what you own, know how you're paying for it, and come to the conclusion that that's a reasonable amount for you to pay. Uh, This is Greg Somerville from Somerville Investments. Uh, If you want to look me up, go to SomervilleInvestments.com. I'll be right back with Brad Arnold from Limestone Pension Associates. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.